0: Every October for the last six years, parishes across the six-county region of the Archdiocese mobilized to perform acts of service in their local communities for the annual Mercy in Action Service Day. The day brings together thousands of volunteers to unleash the gospel doing anything from stocking food pantries and raking leaves for the elderly to collecting clothing for the poor or making care packages for the sick. It's a unified commitment to living out the spiritual and corporal works of mercy as a way to show Christ's tangible love in the community. For one parish in particular, this was an especially meaningful message. The mercy they gave and received came in a powerful way at a time when St. Lucie's Parish in St. Clair Shores needed it most. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Learn how you belong here at alliancecatholic.com. St. Lucie's Parish is known for having a particularly robust Christian service ministry. They operate an emergency food pantry for all of Macomb County, a blanket and rosary ministry, Programs for the Aging, Earth Ministry, St. Vincent de Paul Group, Community Gardens, and they keep an ever-growing list of to-dos for programs to add. This is due in a large part to the woman at its helm, Donna Belly, the Christian Service Coordinator. Donna first came to work for St. Lucie's 12 years ago after working for St. Ephraim's, St. Max, St. Francis, St. Hubert, and the Seminary. When she came to St. Lucie's she was 65. An age most people are thinking about retirement, but Donna...
1: That wasn't a word in her vocabulary.
0: This is Father Jim Common, pastor of St. Lucie's and friend of Donna's for over 30 years.
1: She needed to be with people. She needed to, to, you know, that roll up your sleeves, get involved with people and, and, you know, and talk to them and and meet their needs and and try and help them.
0: St. Lucie's had always had a pretty active Christian service ministry but hadn't had a coordinator for several years. And Donna was the catalyst that set the program ablaze.
1: I think it, it sort of, you know, went up a notch when, you know, you've got somebody, you know, in, in the helm of that area of expertise that can say, yeah, yeah, we can figure that out. We'll figure that out. But I think it was, it was the other connections to so many of the other agencies and and that whole sense of really trying to get the different pieces of outreach to work together and we have you know we have a relationship now of course with st vincent de paul we have a relationship with the good shepherd coalition in macomb county we've got an extended relationship with the macomb food program so our our food pantry which we already had you know sort of Really grew and blossomed, um, and then it was just the ability to to meet with those that would come um, personally and 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 try and be able to to figure out how to how to yeah we'll figure out how to get this to work for you.
0: Donna passionately loved all aspects of her ministry work, but the Mercy in Action Day for her was like a national holiday. It's a celebration and culmination of everything she worked to put into action 365 days a year.
2: We've been doing um, the Mercy in Action for I mean, probably seven or eight years. And it started off small, and this year she said, let's go for it. Let's, let's see what we can do.
0: This is Kathy DeBaker, a friend of Donna's and a member of the Christian Service Group at St. Lucie's.
2: It was always, well, what else could we do? Is there something else we could add? Is there? Something, you know, she she was always pushing the envelope, like, okay, can we do this? And I don't think that very many people told her no, because she didn't accept no. It was always, well, well, okay, but how could we we get it then? Or what could we do differently?
1: It was funny when we talked about it, because we actually only did a portion of what she was really thinking about for that day because she also wanted to get all of the surrounding parishes involved in some way participating well you know so she had all these ideas of what we were going to do and i said um yeah but we got to have people to do it (laughs) and and she said okay okay you know and so you know i just sort of let her go on
0: In planning for the day, it was as if Donna had read the Corporal Works of Mercy, suggested by the Archdiocese, and told her team, I want to do all of them. Instead of focusing on just one or two services for the day, Donna struggled to leave any needy group of people uncared for, any social justice teaching untaught. So come October 16th, the St. Lucie's parking lot would be the locale for all of her plans. Volunteers had put ads in the papers and signs throughout town. There would be a bottle and can collection with proceeds going to local needy elementary schools to buy books and school supplies. Baked items would be collected for firefighters, police officers, EMTs, and the Coast Guard. Thank you notes would be written for medical first responders. And finally, they would collect infant and adult diapers and wipes for local agencies.
1: The list kept getting longer and longer, and I said, wait, we're not gonna have room to do all of that. And and part of, part of my hesitation was, you know how unpredictable October weather can be. And so if it all had to move inside, I wasn't sure we were going to have room for all of this. And she said, well, no, we're going to kind of do it, have people drive up and we'll have it outside. And I said, well, I sure hope that the weather cooperates.
0: In her gusto and perfectionism, Donna had prepared for every contingency for the day, except for one thing she knew they wouldn't be ready for.
2: It was very, um, I guess, ironic, but you know, we had kind of mapped out where in the parking lot we were going to be for each of those various stations to collect things. And Donna said, well, what if it rains, and what if we have a funeral? And it rained, and it was her funeral.
0: On October 11th, just five days before Mercy and Action Day, Donna Belly died at the age of 79. When a member of any parish is lost, it affects the whole community, even in ways unknown. But Donna's loss was an enormous blow, like a tear through the community they knew would be felt for a long time. Donna had personally touched every member of the parish and the surrounding wider community, whether through a one-on-one encounter or some kind of mercy or kindness through one of her many ministries. She was a spiritual dynamo, And it affected everybody.
2: Donna was the kind of person who never said no. If somebody asked her for something, the answer was always yes. Um, So if a family called her and said, Can you help me with whatever? It didn't matter what the whatever was, whether it was uh, rent or food or Christmas or um paying my you know utility bill um anything and she was a very unassuming kind of person um so people would you know they they related well to her she wasn't um she was truly that servant leader um she she would do whatever needed to be done and never really question that it couldn't be done Um, so she always was that kind of person to make people feel welcome for st.
0: Lucy's, Donna was a light that was going to be missing for a long time she brought a magnetism and drive for mercy that was otherworldly
1: I don't know if I could even come up with a particular word to describe it it's a it's a it's such a love of the gospel and a real care for, you know, the corporal works of mercy and the spiritual works of mercy and those two feet of Christian service, you know, the direct help and direct assistance, but also the work towards systemic change. I mean, just, uh, just you know, talk about one who really emptied herself, you know, completely to serve others.
0: The family asked to have the funeral the Saturday following her death, which inadvertently was the day Donna had pulled nearly everyone in the parish into committing to donations or volunteering to run the parish's biggest day of service yet. This was a funeral everyone wanted to attend, but canceling the Mercy in Action Day was something that everyone knew would disappoint Donna most of all. It needed to continue for her. Father Common knew they needed outside help.
1: And of course, you know, what do you do when you, when you get into a pickle, you call a friend or you call several friends. And so thank Ooh. God for, for great, great neighbors in terms of parishes. Thank God for, um, what will be, you know, a great family of parishes. Father
0: made a couple phone calls. While St. Lucy's wasn't in a family of parishes yet, he called on the family he knew would come as well as neighboring parishes.
1: And I said, you know, here's what's happened. Can you give me some names of who your go-to people might be that I might be able to be in touch with them?
0: He knew this would be a bit of a long shot. The likelihood that anybody would change their Saturday plans or offer to come volunteer for a parish that wasn't theirs was a little idealistic, but the spirit of the day delivered.
3: I received a phone call from um, one of our people at St. Isaac's, Nancy, And she said, what are you doing Saturday morning? And I said, sleeping in. And she goes, no, you're not.
0: This is Pat Deary, a parishioner at St. Isaac Jogues and co-chair of its Stewardship Commission.
3: So she explained that Donna has passed away. I've heard of Donna. I've never met Donna. But I know that she was part of their stewardship, also their St. Vincent de Paul group, which I also belong to at St. Isaac Jogues. And um, they said, Father Jim is, Kind of in a panic because people want to go to Donna's funeral, um, but they have this Mercy in Action Day and they're looking for people to come help. And I said, Put me down. What do you need me and where can I be?
0: Pat made a call to some of her friends and recruited more volunteers. Meanwhile, other parishioners from Our Lady Star of the Sea and St. Isaac Jokes were doing the same thing. Come Saturday, October 16th, almost 20 new recruited volunteers showed up to help St. Lucy's most of them had never met donna some had no idea who she was they simply heard there was a neighboring parish in need and they took action
3: it figures if i don't have something to do i need to help my fellow you know um i mean we're all you know we're all being one family and saint lucie's is very well known for giving to other people so why shouldn't we give back to them when they need our help
2: it was an opportunity to be able to offer our services and be and, and share with them in this great event.
0: This is Joanne Wallum, a Star of the Sea parishioner who agreed to volunteer and get a team together from her parish.
2: I think we considered it a, a great opportunity for us to be show mercy, too. You know, kind of reach out to our fellow parishioners in the area. And they will be, and St. Lucie and Sarah will be part of the family of parishes come spring.
1: By the Lord. I will be her God, says Jesus, and she will be my daughter.
0: The mercy day of action arrived. Parishioners showed up on one side of the parking lot for donations and the other side for the funeral. While the church was packed for the funeral, the parking lot was alive with activity for all the services Donna had planned. A truck was getting packed with electronics. Tables were piled high with baked goods and diapers. And the volunteers were showing a newfound unity with former strangers. When St. Lucy's volunteers left to attend the funeral, the St. Isaacs and Star of the Sea volunteers jumped in to cover their shifts. Everything was flawless, exactly how Donna planned it.
3: And I'll tell you, St. Lucy's had that so well organized. I mean, I don't know if it was Donna, it was probably Donna because I know she was planning it, but it was so well organized and set up, you could just put a person in a place where you needed them and things just moved really smoothly. Nobody knew that probably three days prior to this, everybody was in chaos going, how are we going to get people to take our place if we want to go to the funeral and things like that? It was, it was a perfect day. I think that people were really, we all talked about it that this is exactly what she would
2: have wanted. And, you know, that she would have wanted us to to do what needed to be done and that people were, you know, kind of mm, somewhat chuckling that, She was, you know, it was the day that she had been planning for, for months. And, you know, that she was orchestrating it from above.
0: Perhaps what would have pleased Donna most was the blossoming kinship between the three parishes.
1: The whole day, to me, was all about what Donna was about, and that's relationships. With whoever showed up at any point needing anything or whatever.
0: So much of the work Donna had done for years had been creating teams within the St. Lucie's Parish to spearhead different ministries. But this, right here, unity among a wider church, this would have been Donna's greatest joy.
2: It just kind of like a, a humbling experience. They didn't know Donna. They didn't know us. Um, I mean, they came because they were asked
3: if they would, and they said sure. You know what was amazing to me is there was no tears. There were smiles, there were laughter, there were stories that were shared about Donna for us that did not know her and the type of person she was, and they, um, I'm trying to think of, I think her name is Joan, um, she was just raving about how Donna would love to have seen all of us get together to help do this project, and I don't know if you know, Saturday was supposed to rain all day, it was a little cool, but the sun was out. And everybody was commenting, Donna's got the sun out for us. And she was just that type of personality. So um, it, was, it was very uplifting is what it was.
2: I've always felt that parishes shouldn't be isolated and should uh, share resources. I think we're stronger that way.
3: Well, you know, there's so much apprehension out there right now with family of parishes. And this was a perfect example of how people can work together. You put your, um, how do I want to say it, your territorial beings aside and you work together. And, And that's why I asked the ladies from Star of the Sea how they got involved. Well, they're part of the family of parishes at St. Lucie's will be there. And it was, it was nice to see them all blend together. And it's like, okay, this can work. You just have to, I'm, and I don't want to say your ego, but, you know, we're all kind of territorial about our parishes. And you've got to put that aside and think you've got to do the good. Where's, where's God directing you? And this is it.
0: For many, it was as if one of Donna's final acts of service was to introduce St. Lucie to its family, a bigger team. One that could hope to complete the fantastically huge list of services Donna hoped to accomplish. It was as if she was telling them, Meet your
1: team. I think it's a tremendous hope for for who we are as church, you know, that you know we've still got a great deal of the spirit, you know, ready to be unleashed. And um and and sort of a an ability to kind of say, yeah, there might be some apprehension and a little fear, but but let's try and keep that in check as we continue to move forward together as as God's people.
0: On St. Lucie's Facebook page, there's a video from this past March of Donna. It's her short reflection on the week's readings. And for those in the St. Lucy's community, it's a prescient summation of who Donna was and a heartwarming message for those left to carry her legacy.
4: In another talk I heard one time, the uh, preacher was saying it's 95% God and 5% of you giving towards the relationship. So when I think of it that way, that I only need to give 5% of the 100% and 95 that Jesus is giving, God's giving, um, that we can do that. We certainly can take time out of our day to shine in the light going towards God, going towards acting like brother of Jesus Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to infiltrate us so that we might always be walking in the light of Christ. Nice talking to you today and hope to see you soon.
0: Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Learn how you belong here at AllianceCatholic.com.
4: You have not chosen me. I have chosen you.